A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Where did this ferocious determination out there today come from? The media! Everyone of Rothersop. This is Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner GAA podcast. Hello and welcome to a special Munster final edition of Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner's GAA championship podcast. Well, a little over three weeks ago, nobody, not even inside the county, was giving Cork a snowball's chance of preventing their neighbours Kerry racking up a sixth provincial title this weekend at Parky Cueve. But the Rebels' performance in Thurles in beating a fancy Tipperary side in the provincial semi-final provided plenty of food for thought and some level of optimism within the county that they can put it up to the kingdom in Parky Cueve this Saturday evening. So... What sort of final will we have on Saturday night? Well, joining me to discuss that and more are two men who have starred in several Munster finals over the last decade and more. Kerry's Cullum Cooper and Cork's Paddy Kelly. Both writing as eloquently these days in Examiner Sport as they shone brightly on the field during their stellar inter-county careers. Cullum Cooper, I'm going to start with you. Kerry are going for six in a row. Now, we know... Cork went to Thurles, surprised some people. I certainly was very impressed with the performance. Taking aside the old Kerry cuteness, is there a, a realistic possibility that we are going to have a competitive Munster football final on Saturday night in the new Parky Cueve? I think it will be comp- competitive, Tony, and to be honest, I think Cork were very impressive against Tipperary, and I certainly wouldn't have forecasted them winning as comprehensively as, as they did and I didn't I didn't I actually thought it'd be a very tight affair and possibly uh, felt that Tip might have the upper hand playing at home so it was a big statement from Cork it's what I would call probably stage one of their rehabilitation under Ronan McCarthy mm. um, and to back that up they need a competitive game against Kerry and Parker Keeve we didn't get it in Clarny last year in, in many ways it was one way traffic so I think and Kerry included, they, they want a very competitive Munster final. And I think Cork can certainly provide that. I don't think they're ready yet to topple Kerry, but I think they can certainly, they can certainly make it very competitive. And Paddy, isn't that the music uh, to Cork players' ears? When you even hear um, somebody like Cullum Cooper saying he hopes Cork will make it competitive. If I'm in the Cork dressing room, I'm saying, shag that. I'm going to make it a lot more competitive. I actually believe we can win. Yeah, I think if you look at it coldly, Kerry are overwhelmingly favourites. I think it's a four-point spread, but uh, you know they're a Division One team. They've been in All Ireland semi-finals a couple of years. Down. This Cork team have have suffered badly in the last couple of years. We're only average in Division Two this year. Cork have a lot going from that. There was very little expected of them. Um, they need to start very very well. Kerry cleaned them out early on last year in Clarny. The game was six points to one after ten minutes. Cork need to start well, get a bit of momentum behind them, get the fans on their side. 
if they can do that, judging by the team they've picked, I think they're looking to stay in the game as long as possible and hope that um, some of the, the marquee forwards come off the bench and can make a difference. But it'll be a tall order. Um, but again, a lot of these Kerry lads, it's their first taste of a, a senior uh, Munster final. You know, if Cork can rattle them, uh, who knows where that'll get them. Has Ronan McCarthy uh, literally just gone horse for course by picking Sam Ryan from the bars for his championship debut or is this Ronan McCarthy again putting down a longer term marker I'm going to go with the young lads yeah Sam Ryan was one of the most impressive players in last year's championship uh, county championship he got bits and pieces in the league it's a huge ask from I mean Kerry's best line is the full forward line so I mean and he is a cornerback oh he's, a, he's an out and out cornerback so I mean he's either Ganey James Dunham who are Clifford I mean it's no joke for your, your senior championship debut it looks like Cork will, will get numbers back, judging by the team. Um, Stephen Cronin will more than likely sweep and offer that protection, but um, it's a huge ask for all those backs. They need to get um, they need to dominate around the middle. Aidan Walsh and McGuire need to get the upper hand on um, David Moran and uh, Jack Barry. But uh, tall order for Cork. But again, being written off like that, sometimes a, a performance can happen, but... Ronan is definitely looking at the long game. He's not. Mm. He's not just going with the older tried and tested lads. He's giving giving the younger fellas their chance. And I'd say Sam Ryan will be, will relish it. He's a real tenacious back. He just attacks it. I'd say he'll have no fear. Um, mm. It'll be interesting to see how he how he copes on Saturday. Gooch, uh, like in terms of Kerry's attack, and, and and Paddy mentioned it there. Obviously, I mean, there's there's three rookies in this year. Uh, in terms of of, of Shawnee Shea and Clifford, obviously, and Michael Burns from Croaks. Um, you were on the terrace I know in Fitzgerald Stadium for the Clare game it was a turkey shoot in many ways but did you see something there that suggested to you forgetting even Saturday night that there's a forward line there that can carry or that can carry Kerry to September it was, it was hugely encouraging I think to Tony my, my big worry going into the game was what sort of balance and chemistry, chemistry that they would have up front we know, we know very well that they're all very good individually three young lads who have come in have won a minor All-Ireland so we, we know the talent is there but how, how would they fit into playing with James O'Donoghue playing with Paul Ganey but they were very very cohesive the last day and that was the most that was the biggest thing I took from the match mm. that okay they have the right entity now they know where they're going they like obviously they can all score they're, they, they, they have a lot of balance and they were very unselfish the last day and 32 points regardless of who you're playing against is, is, is huge kicking so Signs are very promising. You couldn't say in any way Kerry were tested by Clare. So defensively, um, we would have, and I certainly would have concerns about them, but they weren't really tested. I think Cork will bring a different test the next day. Mm. We all know what's sort of form Luke Connolly has shown all year, particularly the last day against Tipperary, and his form with Nemo throughout the last 12 months has been outstanding. Um, I'll be very interested to see how Kerry match up there um, and how Kerry match up with the Cork forwards. Will they go horses for courses? Will Paul Ganey pick up, Paul possibly, Murphy. or Paul Murphy possibly pick up um, Mark Collins? It'll, it'll be very interesting to see how, how they go. Mm. Um, and similar to Cork, I think Cork have a lot of new players, but Kerry, Kerry, I think six or seven sta- starters the last day, so they're they're going through their own rebuilding. Um, signs are very pro- promising first day out, but I think there is a, an understanding that this is a this is a different test and always when you're playing Cork and Parky Heave that it'll be it'll be a lot more challenging than it, than it was down Clarny in the semi-final I don't know how often you have but have you been and just going back to the point and um, Paddy was talking about about that Cork dressing room have you been in a dressing room yourself either with Croaks or Kerry 
where you've almost been patronised to the extent of you'll do well, lads, to keep this to four or five points. And, um, you know, what kind of uh, an emotion does that store in a player if you are in that dressing room? Yeah, I've been in that dressing room and you know what? It's great because it can really galvanise guys that were written off. People don't give us a chance. They're not respecting us. Um, But you have to come out fighting. But at the end of the day, Tony, if you don't have the talent, it's it's the same as horse racing, you know? A fast horse will always beat a slow horse. So in in football, you need the talent, you need the players. It's fine to say that we can galvanise things and all that, but you need the talent and you need to perform. And that, that's the reason why I think Kerry are playing Division 1 consistently. Cork have been up and down a little bit in the league, so we don't know exactly where the consistency levels are. And that's what that's just why I feel Kerry are, are edging this. And I'd be hugely surprised if Kerry don't come up with a 4-5 or five point victory. Paddy, some people are calling it, and I think Ronan McCarthy used the word the other day, like Cork aren't seeing this as a free shot in any, in any respect. I mean... You'd know Ronan McCarthy quite well. I mean, are you impressed, given that he's only been there since last winter? I mean, do you, do you like the strides he's making? Do you like the, the, you know, the, the shape of what, what Cork are looking like at the minute? Yeah, I think to be fair, Ronan came in 2013 with Conor Coonan, mm. you know, and he was there with Brian Cuppert as well. So he has he had two or three years you know, learning how an inter-county setup works. Like after the league, you wouldn't have been overly optimistic about Cork. Um, you know, there was it was very up and down. You know, they were kind of middling Division Two team. The Tipperary game is a is a big flip for us. You know, they were very impressive. But as Colum said, where where is the true Cork? Where is the level at? Um, next Saturday is going to be a huge, huge test. Um, it is a big opportunity. I think you saw the last day the likes of David Clifford. I mean, he got a bit of a test off Gordon Kelly. You know, he he did well to be fair, but Gordon Kelly put it up to him. And I mean, Cork lads are probably a bit more tenacious than the, the Clare backs might have been. So it'll just be interesting to see how the likes of Shawnee Shea and, and Burns and these lads do cope with that physicality. Um, I think Cork will, will absolutely tear into them. Um, the Cork game plan will be fairly simple. It'll be, I think they'll just look to, to crowd out in defence and run hard at, at Kerry. Ronan's game plan is very, very simple. He's a real skills orientated coach. Um, you know, every message he puts out in, in, in papers and the media, it's all very very simple there's nothing convoluted about his, his team talks or his tactics um, he's not getting carried away with one win he's not getting too down about the, the various losses in the league um, he's just a very very solid character just every session it's just what, what, what are we working on and how do we improve um, and I think that, that mentality will rub off on the players because in the last couple of years of Cork there's been a lot of complicated tactics and various things and ups and downs Ronan's level headed approach I think is, is good for that group is there any danger, I suppose danger is probably the wrong word to use there, is there any possibility that the fact that the game is in this magnificent new stadium is actually a bit of an incentive for Kerry as well in terms of coming to a new Parky Cueve, a new exciting era? Yeah, I think in similar, looking back to 2014, I think Kerry will Kerry viewed that as their chance to spoil the party and they did it spectacularly. So, I mean, we helped ourselves in that, in that case as well. But they will definitely see the new park as as their chance to show their, their capabilities. The seventh day of the last day, very few people would have seen them on TV. You know, Sunday game was only snippets of highlights. This will be their big chance, the big, their first big occasion, and uh, they'll be looking to lay down a marker because there are the likes of Donica Walsh, maybe Shane Enright, Killian Young to come back in if there's any dip in form. So those, those lads, there's massive pressure on them, but they've produced in, in minor finals. They have the pedigree. So and, I think, and I think, Tony, like 
from the Kerry, point, Kerry players' point of view, even the guys who've played in Parky Keefe before, they're all really looking forward to getting up to this new stadium really? and performing up there and testing themselves up there. And that's what that's why you're that's why you play intercounty football to play in the big games. So I think there's a bit of a thrill, not just for the players but Kerry supporters as well, to come up to new to see the new Parky Keefe. Some of them may have come up to Edge here, but this is the one that they want to come up to and see. Um, and there's a, there's a bit of there's a bit of thrill thrill in that for them as well. So I think. Um, Kerry will see it as an opportunity again, like you mentioned, spoiling the party in 2014 when it was closing. They'll see it to maybe put down a marker as well for maybe maybe what might happen going forward. Yeah, and I think the Saturday night effect might bring something new to it as well because I'd imagine the Kerry crowd might come up that extra bit early and you know sample the the, the delights of the city a bit, and it might add to the atmosphere. I know talking to hurling lads, they love the Saturday night atmosphere of the championship games. So I think this is a. This could be the future. I know they're going to rotate in the next couple of years with the Ulster and Leinster finals on the Saturday nights. This could be the way forward. Lads can play their game Saturday night and still have the Sunday to recover. I mean, in terms of player welfare and stuff. But I think the atmosphere could be fantastic if yeah. we can get close on 30,000. Um, I'd be worried, given the hurlers have made the, the, the Munster final, will that take from, from the Cork crowd? But I'd say the Kerry crowd will, will travel because the buzz below in Clarny to see the new fellas was, was fairly evident. So mm-hmm. I think you could have a very, very good atmosphere. Yeah, and I absolutely nail on the head because I was down in Parky Cueve for the, the night of the Cork Limerick hurling game and the buzz, Paddy, around the place, like just around the city, there was a huge buzz around. There was a real feel-good factor. And as you both have said... Um, just in terms of player welfare, I mean, we've all played. We all preferred, or certainly I did, go to yeah. Saturday night games because it gave you Sunday off, whereas you were always hanging around all weekend before to actually play on a Sunday. Yeah, and sometimes the GR slow to, to try new things. I mean, Saturday night championship for a month for a provincial finals, you know, is, is going against the grain, but it's a great venture. I think the players will love it. Now, seven o'clock Saturday night games, it's a long wait when you're nervous for Kerry, it'll be all right. You know, the travelling will break that up, but. Mm. It should be a fantastic atmosphere, and that's it's so crucial that we get a game. You know that Cork are in this game for a long time. That there's a bit of a buzz because if Kerry come and shoot the lights out early, you know it's going to be a long seventy minutes for that Cork crowd. And unfortunately, a lot of the crowd who come won't come again anytime soon if they do fail to show. So Saturday is hugely important for this Cork yeah, group. The, the Saturday night game, I definitely think it's the way forward mm. in terms of excitement. Families going to the match. It's easy for Kerry to get up the road. It's only an hour up the road from most areas in Kerry. Um, the disappointing thing for me over, like last weekend, we had one Gaelic football match on, the Connacht final. This week we have a raft of qualifiers and three provincial finals all on the one weekend. So the congestion there is, it's ridiculous in my opinion. So maybe that's a planning issue. So um, I just think it's something that the GA need to look at. But I think certainly the Saturday night provincial final whets the appetite of all fans and certainly of the fans but even more so for the players because they have an opportunity to relax on the Sunday and switch off completely which 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 is a huge um, benefit to players We'll hear more from Gooch and Paddy Kelly in a moment but let's hear the thoughts of former Cork forward Joe Kavanagh They're looking at the fact that they have a, a one match against Kerry to move into the Super 8 or which I believe will happen, put in a huge performance and go into this knockout, bouncing off the ground that, yes, one more game and we're into the Super 8 then. Carry forward, they're spectacular. If you give them room, give them ball, they'll do damage like they did against Clare. If our defence can somehow stop that, but that comes from that comes from breaking even, at least at midfield. And Ronan is a former defender and Kieran is a former defender. I would imagine they're 
showing that at their eight or nine defenders that are going to play Saturday night. How to defend, how to defend from the front, how not to, you know, just take the easy option and pull the man down. They're going to just defend and stay with these guys. And um, But if he does, that's what he does. And he, even if it's club football, if you break even, at least midfield, you're on you're on the road. And we have forwards, like Kerry have forwards, to do damage. So, and Maguire, he had a great club season last year. I think he's bringing that form into the into counties you know because he can be brilliant he's excellent in the air and he's up and down the field so he could be a Brian Fenton he could be getting three or four points every game if he wants to you know break even there or even better again come out on top and we have an ample supply of ball into our forwards well on the road to to causing an upset but my my thinking on it is we'll just come up short somehow maybe lack of experience because this Kerry group while young as well has been a lot of them around the crop park scene for a number of years which should stand for them. Ronan has been around the block for a number of years with different club teams. You know, and he, he's at every game that's there to be watched, he's there. You can, if you go to games, you'll see Ronan. You know, he's a tinker and even when we were playing, he was thinking about the game and he was enthusiastic and you could see that he was going to be a manager in waiting, you know. So, this is time. Is it the right time? Possibly for him. It might be just that he'll build the block or a Sean Hayes or someone else to come in because this is definitely a two or three year project. I mean, we'd hope they get a great run this year, but realistically I can't see them winning in Ireland for another year or two. But I mean, if Ronan left that legacy after him, I'd say he'd be a happy guy. You know, and who's to say he won't be around for five, six, seven years, but these things aren't becoming two or three years since. So. But he definitely is the right man. And Sean alongside him and Kiran, as you mentioned, you know, their heart is in it. They want to bring cop football back. And I mean, that's what we all want to see too. I'm going to ask both of you this question. Maybe it's the same thing. I'm just thinking back because it's, it's, it's often a question I, I like to ask people. Saturday night games, how do you pass the day? What do you do, Colm, to actually pass the day? Let's just say you're not travelling. Let's just say you're a Cork footballer this Saturday. What did you traditionally do? Um, I remember once meeting you in Tatler's. You had a burger and chips at about 12 o'clock <laughs> on a Saturday. Now, that was a good few years ago now. But how do you pass the day? Yeah, that burger, you, should, you weren't supposed to mention that. Um, I, I just get into routine, Tony, where I prefer, like some people like to sleep in the day of a match. I wasn't. I used to get up routine and I would have a nap during the day then. So for 7 o'clock a.m. I might get up, go for a walk, do whatever you do in the morning, have your breakfast, pot around. I generally, if for a Saturday match, I would watch sport on TV and take a nap for at 3 o'clock for an hour or something like that, just to switch off completely. Um, I had no problem killing the time because... I, I actually enjoyed just sitting back on the couch watching watching sport and TV. It was easy for me to switch off. Yeah, very similar. Um, again, up early just to keep the routine. Uh, like as an county player, you've you've thought so much about the game and the, the the hours leading up to it. So you've you've walked through the whole day yourself. I, I find any I'd have always done that. So you'd have had your meal times planned. You'd have you know your shopping done and whatnot. Most lads are probably meticulous in their preparation that way, so very similar up early. Um, I'd have again gone for a nap during the day, walk the dog maybe, but like as a sports person, you're always you know spoiled for choice on a, on a Saturday afternoon. Um, but yeah, you do things to keep your mind off it. But like uh, when you're when you're experienced, when you've played a number of years, you're fairly relaxed. You know, you know you can pass the time fairly comfortably. So um, that's no issue for for the lads. I'd say. I remember. I would say it was. 
Gooch, the 2000 and... No, it was the 97 All-Ireland final. It was the Pawdies All-Ireland, the, the breakthrough year, if you want to call it that, after the so-called drought. Killian Burns, cornerback that day, character, as you remember, mm-hmm. told me that he used to talk about the dressing room habits of some players, and he used to have a particular one himself, where he used to lie down on the ground and put his feet up against the wall, and he had this thing in his head that it gave him a fresh blood flow, basically back down into his legs and it kind of gave him that kind of thing had you anything like that yourself or have you seen like the Galvins of this world or anything with strange dressing room habits funny enough when I was playing it was very, the dressing room was very quiet area Tony people were gathering their thoughts and I was I was probably a bit on edge and edgy I'd sit down for five minutes I'd get up and walk around I'd pick up a ball I'd kick it off a wall um, I might do some stretching I was probably I was on edge because I just wanted to get out on the pitch but everybody, everybody's different. I've been in dressing rooms where I've seen fellas get sick. I've seen fellas not being able to talk to each other because they're so nervous. And then I've see, see some fellas, you wouldn't even think they're going out to play in front of 80,000 people. They're so relaxed. So every, human, human nature is very different. For me, I was just on edge a little bit. I was up, I was down, I was kicking, I was sitting down, I was closing my eyes, I was visualising, I, I was doing a lot of things all in preparation to just getting out and letting loose. Yeah, similarly, I guess most of the talking would have been done in training for the week leading up to it or in the hotel for the pre-match meal. So in the dress room, there have been very little big speeches or anything like that. Um, we'd have always had a timetable, you know, down to the minute in terms of parade, when you got on the pitch, warm up, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you were constantly just checking, you know, what's the time, what's the time, what am I doing, stretches, you know, um, getting strappings or anything like that. Similarly, lads getting sick, there was one or two lads had superstitions in terms of socks and, and what order they go on, things like that. We probably in Cork had, had an issue in terms of too many suits floating around our dress rooms at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, our dress rooms became fairly fairly full, like a backroom team yeah. at intercounty level. But I, th- I think the good thing about the good thing about backroom staff, and uh, particularly with Kerry, we've Botty obviously, with who a lot of the Kerry fans would obviously know, and he can help just ease the pressure, like a, a little bit of humour, a little bit of fun. Can, fer- can very much relax guys and I'm sure that's the same the Carter's and everybody has, has one of those type of characters that's Dr. Con yeah he'd float in the monster final day you see Con floating in and just going around shaking shaking hands and stuff but yeah I mean there's different characters it's comes some fellas are very intense and they go in the zone other fellas are, are just you know list earphones on or cracking jokes everyone has their own way of dealing with the tension um, but yeah it's it's they're kind of moments you'd miss thinking back, you know, the buzz before a game. But as Colm said, you're just mad to get out on the pitch and get your warmth and get your routines going. Yeah. Of all the Kerry legends that you hear stories about in the dressing room, whether they be prancing around naked, hopping balls off the roof, Paddy Shea, there seems to have been so many. Like, how did you find Paddy in the dressing room? I know you were only there for a couple of seasons, but I know you were very, very taken by Paddy. Yeah. I suppose if you're coming in. First of all, to play with Kerry, and then one of, one of your probably heroes is managing you, mm-hmm. and the character and rogue that he was. There was a story every single day, you know, yeah. from whether he was talking to a referee, an official, a player, a physio. Um, I I just found it hugely funny, like, you know, just just watching him in action. But also there was a mystique around him that, like, obviously when he when when he tuned into the match, then he was a different animal completely, you know, and. Um, God, no man wouldn't come near him because he was just tunnel vision on what was going on and, and things like that. But we we had, like, look, any of the three nephews, you know, those type of guys, Galvin around the place, yeah. even Donaghy now. Um, they're kind of infectious characters that put you in good humour. So even 
if things aren't going your way or you might be struggling for form, there was plenty, Seamus Moyan, there was plenty of those guys to, to pick you up. I don't know whether you mentioned it, Gooch, in the book. I suspect you did, but I remember you telling me the story before of the time yourself and Pio went to the Ryder Cup in a helicopter and how he dropped you back and the circumstances in which he dropped you back. Just give us the 30-second version of that again. Jesus, uh, it's back in, I'd say, 06. We were after Windy All-Ireland the week before. Paddy rang me on the Tuesday. We were still celebrating and... Uh, he said, we'd go up to the Ryder Cup, would I come? And he picked me up in a helicopter in Dr. Croke's football pitch. I thought he was... Yeah, I was waiting for a car. I was waiting for him to pull in the car. The next thing he pulls in in, in, in a chopper and uh, he, he waves, come on, we're late. And up we go to the K-Club anyway and take in the Ryder Cup. Like 45 minutes later, we were watching Tiger Woods coming down the middle of the K-Club, you know. So a, an amazing experience to, to do that and do it with one of your heroes and... Um, I don't think Paddy really didn't know too many golfers above the K Club, but we certainly enjoyed ourselves that 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 for for the few hours we had up there. But um, amazing experience, and there are things that memories that you'll have for a lifetime. You know, from 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 the G from the G and the circles that you hang around. On the way home, and on the way home we landed in the Crokes football pitch. There was a hurling match going on. I think we'd stop the hurling match so we could land it. Um, we weren't the hurling lads weren't too pleased with us so um, that comes up every now and again with the with the Crokes lads in conversation but great fun and great memories back to the as I say back to the future sorry for the pun Paddy but um, when is the next time realistically you think we see the Cork footballers competing in Crow Park you mentioned there about those great days about you know pressure days Crow Park and Cork had a, had a run of great days up in Crow Park even in National League finals how far are we away again, do you think, realistically, from those times? We might be a million miles away. I mean, even if Cork lose on Saturday to Kerry, there's one more game and you'll have, you'll have three games in the Super 8s. And coming through the qualifiers, you've got Tyrone, Mayo, Monaghan. After that, I mean, they could draw each other. You might only have two to pick from four. You might get a relatively handy draw. Yeah. So Cork could find themselves in the Super 8s again. If they get there, that's going to be huge for the development. Regardless if they progress to the semi-final or not, that's probably beyond them this year. But if they make that a game in Parky Keeve, a, a game at Crow Park and a game on the road, that'll bring that team on massively. Even if they don't, it runs there next year again and he's there for, for, for three years. If he can keep things nice and solid, like Cork are such a big football county, we always have quality players coming through. It's just a case of getting, getting all the best players in and holding them together and you know everyone working, putting together. I don't think we're going to be ever a million miles off. You know, we're sleeping giants. It's it's often said, but we are like we've we've got massive potential. Um, I think they'll get there, but I don't know. I don't know. Can they get there this year? I think their fortunes could turn very quickly. Don't like asking to be Kerry on Saturday night is a big ask. Is it realistic? Some will say yes. Some will say no. Um, but regardless of what happens Saturday night, st- they need to get back into Division One. So. Per- promotion in the league next year get back into division one playing games and you're you're back in the mix in very very quickly because i think there's a lot of teams you can say there's a probably Kerry, dublin mayo three i think tyrone has slipped if i'm being honest but the next group they're all very very in around the same i think so it's it's easy for Cork to certainly make make inroads into that and i think saturday night is a big thing for them they will they will potentially see it as a scalp they can take Kerry's scalp on Saturday night. That's the way I would imagine they're thinking it. That's the way Ronan McCarthy will be building it up. He might be shouting it publicly from the rooftops, but they're, they're looking to take Kerry down on Saturday night. But certainly, at the very least, being competitive, and I think they can make the Super 8s. 
if if you get a favourable draw, it, that's 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 us thinking that if they don't win, do we get it's only one match, mm. and even getting into the Super Race this year would be huge progression for them, I think. Yeah, I agree. Like even looking back to last year, Cork weren't motoring well, and yet they still took Mayo to extra time. Granted, Mayo weren't operating, you know, at what they were later in the summer. But like the teams out there are not as good as, as people make out. I think Donny Gall have pushed on, Galway have pushed on. But after that, I think Cork are capable as they stand of taking on anyone. And I think it's a 50-50 game. I think um, the big thing for Cork is we can't have a collapse on Saturday. We can't exactly. come out of this with a crisis. Um, you know, even if we lose by, by six or seven points, as, as pessimistic and as that sounds, I think as long as we can go into a qualifier in a couple of weeks, with, right, we've got some positives to build on. Let's have a right crack here, as opposed to where did it all go wrong? You know, four or five changes. Go with the same 12 or 13 or 14 players and just build on, build on the positives from, from Saturday. Um, I'm not writing off Cork win, but it's unlikely. Mm. But uh, I think, though, Paddy, in fairness to Ronan, um, he's a very steady Eddie. You know, he's I, I, what I love about him is, and and obviously I kind of know him outside the relationship of just you know journalist manager. He doesn't get caught up in this whole media night. Don't say this. Don't say that. You know, you can't talk to him. He's so focused isn't he just on the important things which is improving the group of players I mean he'd tell you straight out fellas say to me what kind of a guy is Colm O'Neill and he's kind of going I don't really know because I don't kind of need to get to know him but he just needs to work as a footballer he's very pragmatic in that way yeah probably excuse me probably similar to Conor Coon in a way because Conor was, was a bit like that you know not many fellas would have really got to know him now you get to know him when he when he moved on a bit more but Ronan keeps his distance. He's very, you know, he's just matter-of-fact with you. But one thing that struck me about him, his, his analysis of stuff was brilliant. He would just cut you straight down. And at senior to county level, you can't be, you know, tippy-tapping around, lads. Video analysis, he used to take it back in Brian Cooper's time. And it was just, you know, he'd stop a clip and say, you know, this is, what's this? And, and pinpoint the fella. There was, he's just ruthless that way. Mm. He'll appear nicey-nicey and fairly solid outside. But there's a real backbone to him. Um, and that's the most impressive part. Again, he, he, he probably appreciates this ship needs to be steady mm. regardless of the ups and downs. He needs to keep on the same message because he's got a three-year term. He needs to just keep keep building on this. One man we haven't spoken about, Gooch, is Eamon Fitzmaurice, who, as you know better than anybody, is under constant pressure in Kerry. And whatever window uh, he's after being given now by the hammering of Clare, it closes very quickly again if things go pear-shaped on Saturday night. Is there a sense in Kerry still that all the eyes are focused on Fitzmaurice? At, you know, are, are people now maybe still looking at the bigger picture and saying, well, the future looks bright? I think the Kerry manager will always be under the microscope, Tony, because the demands are so high and success is demanded from, from the supporters. So I think they always, they always will be. To be fair to Eamon, I think he's very kind of cool and calculated. He never gets too animated on the sideline if you ever see him. Don't worry, the blood is boiling inside, but he mightn't portray that to everybody or if you're just looking at him. But he can deliver very firm messages, as Paddy said. And I think when the game when the games are so big and the margins are so fine and the level of video analysis that teams are doing now, you have to be very direct with messages. And players accept that now. And that's you're fighting to win big championship matches. So like managers have to be firm with guys and... That's Eamon's style. He doesn't beat around the bush. If there's a message to be delivered, he'll deliver it to you. Um, because his job is getting the best 15 out in the field for Kerry and, and, and winning matches. And to be fair, he's a very experienced backroom team with him. You know, all 
all all Ireland winners with Kerry. So they have a very good backroom team. Always going to be pressure there, Tony. And regardless of kicking thirty two points against Clare, a measurement and one of Paddy O'Shea's things was always you get your two biggest days are the Munster final against Cork and the All Ireland final when you get there. And I think that's Kerry's measurement from early, like when they were pinpointing the start of the season where they are, it's, they were looking at the Munster final in Parker Heave as being a big day for him and that's what he would have pinpointed and they're looking for delivery now. Paddy, is there any danger? You were in Killarney. Is there any danger that Kerry get caught cold on Saturday night in Parky Cueve? I don't think so. I think they're they're so far down the road. I know there's seven new lads, but the other the other eight lads would have played in big games. They'd have won the league last year. They'd have you know competed in all Ireland semi finals, finals. Some of them won the final, the all Ireland in 2014. They're just operating at a serious level, and they will bring the other lads up with them. I can imagine. I know Fitzmaurice doesn't play a challenge game, so I don't think he does anyway. No. I think they they pride themselves on their AVBs and the intensity of that. I think they'll be they'll be. On, on tender hooks they'll think Cork are coming massively Cork are coming no doubt about it I think Cork have physicality over Kerry I think they have got to absolutely play that card to the maximum um, I think they're physically fitter faster and stronger around the middle eight I think Cork have some serious athletes there whether they can back it up with the football and the tactical notes I don't know but um, you know Kerry should be you know that four point uh, handicap you know that's a, that's a fairly accurate assessment I would say um, but if, if Kerry click, you know, Cork will be under serious pressure. Paddy, thank you very much indeed. You can read Paddy's views and those of Cullum Cooper in Friday's and Saturday's print edition of Examiner Sport. And you can catch the Paper Talk podcast every week on iTunes, SoundCloud and our website irishexaminer.com forward slash paper talk. Until next time, thank you. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.